Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hi, Max. I wanted to share something with you. I wanted to tell you how grateful I am on how you've embraced your sobriety since day one. I'm grateful for how you changed your life. I'm grateful for the love you have for me. I'm grateful for you. Love, Mom. If your loved one is still struggling with addiction, you might not feel like you'll ever get to grateful. But we can show you how. At Karen, we've helped families overcome addiction for 70 years. So if your loved one is ready for something different, visit caron.org slash lost. There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. <laughs> Side stories? That's when the cannibalism started. Side stories. Yeah. Man, big news. Big Isn't news it always? From the, from the Denver Zoo. From the Denver. Oh, okay, I thought you meant big news from you. No. No, no, no. Big news. Denver Zoo saying looking for people to help jerk off elephants. <laughs> I'm that, not even, a, I mean, it's not even a, a joke. Is that, no, well, is the wording the exact same in the Craigslist listing? They, the Denver Zoo has become very big in the elephant sperm business, <laughs> according to the headline. The Denver Zoo now specializes in the acquisition and study of elephant semen. Now, what do you think that means? Acquisition of elephant semen. <laughs> What does that mean? Do you think that they go to a board meeting? Do you think there's a hostile takeover? Do you think you take and purchase all of the stocks <laughs> that the elephant has in its own cum? Is that how that happens? I mean, we were talking about this before the show, and you imagine a person who goes in and manually masturbates. That is the what elephant. it is. That is what it is. Do, do they, they put say him that? in a stall? Look at this. This is <laughs> look at this hardworking sex worker of a zookeeper. Yeah, he's reaching in behind. Yeah, so he's, he's, he's also in the fire zone of the again, butthole. We cherish our sex workers here. We do. And our zookeepers, especially our zoo sex workers. <laughs> I know it's more than that, but you also, at some point, email me, side stories, lpotl at gmail.com. You must accrue some skill at it, manually acquiring elephant semen, because at some point, you got a clock. Yeah. Someone's coming in. There is a manager. Not only that, but the elephant's going to get shaved. I mean, by this point, the elephant's fine. <laughs> All right. The elephant's got one job. It's to remember it's dead and get jerked off in a cage. Because it's just getting, because the cage is fine. It's all up. It can lean up against the, because it's literally leaning back. Yeah. Just like, yeah, all right. All right, Richard. <laughs> but then that, like, at some point, you must be able, you got to rip through these elephants. I mean, I don't know how many elephants are there. Seven, eight. Welcome to Side Stories. My name's Marcus Parks. I'm here with Henry Zabrowski. How many elephants? Six or seven. How long does it take to masturbate one? Elephant? This is what I'm saying. <laughs> like, you have to build up a pattern. And then again, and then you know these elephants get ornery if their shit, is there, if their appointment's late. Hmm. If you're one day, you go in there, I get jerked off every Wednesday. They're acquiring semen. They're getting good money for my cum, uh -huh. right? I go there every Wednesday. If it's late, I'm going to be pissed. 
right? Because you just took me away from my sunbathing time, uh-huh. you know, because what's also nice about you jerking me off all the time is I don't got to worry about spitting game, uh-huh. right? Because I don't care about getting laid. Yeah, that's true. It's all automatic. It's all coming to you. How long does it take? Oh, I don't know. But I did find out that elephants often prematurely ejaculate when they're trying to get it in. They just <laughs> fucking all over the back legs of the elephant. They're trying to. Hey, man, sometimes it's been a long week. <laughs> All right. How long to manually acquire? I mean, I'm I, gonna put this I did elephant. find an article from Science Blogs of how do you masturbate an elephant? Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's called fucking get a glove. <laughs> you know, like hope it's, you have a bucket. It's physically dangerous. Oh, my God. Yeah, you have dude. to stick your hand in the animal's rectum and vigorously stimulate its prostate gland. That's the issue. Huh? No, yeah, oh. that's why he's not looking like he's at fucking Vegas. Right. Is that why the zookeeper looks like he's actually working at a fucking wharf? Because he ain't <laughs> smiling. Well, that's the thing. If you look in the picture, he's got his hand in the elephant's ass. He's not reaching below. You see, I thought he was, I thought, <laughs> I thought he was like giving him a stranger. Yeah. But the elephant doesn't think it's just gross goateed zookeeper <laughs> Richard that you think it's some hot elephant bait. It's far worse than that. That man is sticking his entire arm wow. into an elephant's anus and manually massaging the prostate so Ooh. the elephant can ejaculate. But how long? Nothing here says. Where is the science? Well, I mean, it, two minutes. It says. So well, I mean, well that's elephant sex. Elephant sex. That's elephant is, sex. Elephant sex. And that means you minutes. had elephant foreplay. That means you had an elephant <laughs> date. Yeah. That means that there's a biological imperative where it's just it's more like you got a guy's full, probably, thick. Yeah. Forearm up in your keister. He's grabbing that organ, just going like, all right, <laughs> all right, Babu. No. Come on, let, let's get him going. All right, you come yet? <laughs> hey, you go yet? No, sex is a while. Like, sex is a process. But, Ugh. yeah, but if I have the right video and I'm in a hurry, like, I can sometimes get it done in 45 seconds. Humans. Because, again, <laughs> I know me. Yeah, I know me. I, I know me. Yeah, I know exactly how to do it. I just didn't say. It doesn't say. I don't right. think Just it's. I don't think it's a. Uni- it. I don't think it's a uniform uh, thing. But you and I were talking about this. Where again, the main issue was, you were saying that that's not a zookeeper's only job. And I said, uh, for this zookeeper, it is. <laughs> if it was my fucking job to jerk off the elephants, I'd be like, that's it. If you ask me to do paperwork and expense report, <laughs> that's extra. You're not paying for the hours. You're paying for the skill. This is my life. <laughs> I have to go jerk off these three elephants in a row, and then I have to go back to my family. All right? And my wife never gives me the same appreciation that Babu does, because when I come in here, Babu's ready to go. His butt's leaning against the frame. He's waggling it back and forth, remembering my cologne. And she gives me nothing. God damn it, Deborah. Yeah. No, Babu is just a, Babu's a simple animal. It's just a machine. He knows what he's doing. He knows what he's there for. Babu wants for nothing. Elephants have emotional memory. They do have emotional memory. I forget. I, I don't mean to malign the elephant. I don't mean to uh, simplify these majestic creatures in any way. This is from 1986. The method used to collect semen by rectal stimulation was previously reported by Price. What a fun guy he must have been. <laughs> in brief, the protrusion and erection of the penis was accomplished by rectal massage of the pelvic portion of the urethra. Yep. Oh, yeah, you're not even going to the... That's not the prostate. you got to go right into the tube. Yeah, man. All right. Following protrusion, the penis was cleaned and dried 
and a collective sleeve, collection sleeve that plays over the end <laughs> of the It's always penis. collection sleeves. Yeah. That's, what I'm ta- that's what I keep telling you guys, is that I've been saying this for years. We've been on the subject not a of bucket. fucking animal semen and animal semen collection since the early days of Roundtable. Man, you're getting jerked off from your butt and you still have to wear a condom? <laughs> How much does that suck? It's a collection sleeve. It's so much better than a, a what do you think? You think they ought to just put a fucking tub in front of them? Just put a tub. Oh, just let the elephant come put into the tub. elephant pussy <laughs> or butt. It's still going to be a sleeve at the end of it. But you don't put it inside. You just let it go on top and then let the trainees come in, the interns, <laughs> scrape it off with the thing they use to clean the table at a fine dining restaurant. <laughs> they scrape off the sides of the butt into, into, into a sleeve, or into a which I don't imagine. It's like what they use for icing for a cake. The thing about the sleeve, too, is that I would imagine you would have to, like, you know when you have to take a COVID test and you have to squeeze the, uh, oh, squeeze yeah. the, 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 the Q-tip? At the yeah, end? it's a lot I think you'd probably have to do the same thing with the elephant sleeve. Again, you that's my s- one job. <laughs> that's my one job. Oh, take out the trash? No, thank you. I just toothpaste tube squeezed a bunch of fucking <laughs> elephant, rancid elephant cum out of this thin bag that I had to deal with. I had to look at it all day. My job is over. Yeah. Do you have to, I bet you have to wipe off the, the dick at the end too. You have to wipe it off so it doesn't get crusty. God, now look at that elephant face. It's been like, I ain't got hands. <laughs> elephant being like, all right, yeah. Well, yeah. Right, come on. Come on, fancy. Come on. Make it clean. Last thing I saw, a little bit's left. <laughs> That's really fucked up. Well, I'm glad I don't have I'm glad I'm just a professional podcaster. That's right. We don't have to deal with such things. No, just with each other. Yeah. You wait until you have to fucking rectally jerk me off so that I have to do the show. <laughs> just you with the big I'm, yeah. not, I'm not doing it. I'm not, I'm not going on. Not until Marcus gets here. I'm not doing it. Yeah, that's nine. I think that's what twenty thirty three. Yeah, when everything's become so bizarre between the two of us. All right, come on, squeeze the bag. <laughs> Time you get it, that's my inner bag. But we we at least have prostate, so we like it. Yeah, that is true. Well, I'm not. You would like it. I mean, I don't know. I've never had it. You've never had your prostate squeeze? No. Huh. Interesting. Oh yeah, that's right. You don't like butt stuff. It's fragile there. Yeah, mine's become fragile. I had to give it up. <laughs> hey man, something's got to give. Not because of the butt stuff, just because of a you know a, a growing boy. This you is know? forty. Yeah, this is forty. Seriously, <laughs> yeah. But some guys just take it up. Then it was thirty-five. Yeah, and they and the doctor of the first thing when I when I started having the the bleeding butthole that we talked about many times before. The first thing the doctor asked is, "Have you been putting anything up there?" And I and said, like, "No." Whatever, man. And I said, <laughs> "No," and he said, "You can tell me." Yeah, you, Have I you noticed. Been putting anything up there? There's a bit of a cylinder here. <laughs> I said no, no, not in a while. It's, it's been, been a, a, it's been a minute. Nothing recently that would have caused a rupture. You know, man, ready to fucking filth. He knows you put shit in your ass, and, <laughs> and, and it's fine though. I think it's good it's that fine. you did. It's good. Yeah, no, it was fine. It was a fine period. Right. But now it's over, and okay. now it's done. <laughs> it's done. It's, it's done. over. When I no longer was a child, I put away childish things. Well, good. This brings us to our updates. Number one, Gauzi Han. Isn't the only person who's seen a UFO in her family. I keep thinking about her just being like, it's just amazing that how special I were. But it turned out her husband, the incredible Kurt Russell, he believes he's the first person to report the Phoenix Lights. Yeah, that's incredible. Well, I mean, it seems like 
the story matches up. I mean, it's a very interesting story. You said that. Oh, yeah. According to Kurt Russell. Yeah. Eyes flying. <laughs> it's my son to go see his girlfriend. And we were on approach. Well, I saw six lights over the airport in absolute uniform and a V shape. Oliver said to me, I was just looking at him. I was coming in. We're maybe half a mile out. And Oliver said, Paw, Paw, what are those lights? Then I kind of came out of my reverie and I said, I don't know what they are, son. And he said, are we okay here, Paw, Paw? <laughs> and I said, yeah, I'm going to call it. And I reported it. He was the first person to see it. He was, yeah. He was coming on on approach, and it was Snake until- Plissken's the man, dude. Oh man, Kurt Russell's so fucking cool. It's like Kurt Russell's one of those guys that has like the catchphrase for. He doesn't really have a catchphrase, but he kind of has a catchphrase. We talk about it in our house all the time. The catch Kurt Russell's catchphrase is "Listen, lady." Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Like, can you imagine? You imagine? Listen, lady. <laughs> oh, I can actually hear him. You can say hear that. him saying, "Listen, lady." And you can hear him saying it in multiple movies. Listen, lady. <laughs> wow, that is true. Yeah, it's like he's got that one. Like Jason Bateman's is, listen, I don't like this any more than you do. It's verbal tics. Yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. It's verbal tics because a lot of times those guys, they don't memorize lines. <laughs> so they just kind of say stuff. They go, it's like it's Owen Wilson's. Wow. Yeah. Wow. wow. People tell me we have verbal tics. I would imagine. And then it fucking, it hurts my brain. Don't tell me what mine is. No, I, I, I don't want to know. No, I, don't, I already, I already know which ones mine kind of are. Yes. because I'm a limited writer. Well, uh, what can we do? We just make it. We're just constantly talking, and then if I get caught in a loop, all of a sudden I am saying it all the time, and I don't mean to be. Yeah. Because I just have to. I never stop talking. I've not stopped talking since I woke up. No, I know. So you I know know what comes out. No, it's, you can only say so. There's only so many ways that you can say. That's why I said the other day when I was writing the episode, and I said something about was it when that frog gets. Oh, it has, it's hard to. It's a, it was a slippery frog to peg. <laughs> Strangest <laughs> term I'd ever heard. That's yeah, a, yeah, yeah. It's it's yeah. Because I'd written like forty pages that week, and yeah. you can only come up with so many different ways to say and shit. I don't know. Just ask Stephen King, because mm. he comes up with wackadoo shit all day long. There's always some guy named like he comes up with good new nicknames and and turns of phrases all the time, like skiddy skidoo or like <laughs> you tell them shitters. No, that's what I was just yeah, about yeah. to say. Is that yeah, the, the shitters? And but then he, he did it. that for an entire book, though. That was Christine. Most but of the he book does was like for, half of it was shitters. But every book. Yeah. has one of those. Those weird verbal It always things. has some, like, turn of phrase some yeah. character has. Because, again, he's the master. Yeah. And he, I guess he created us. I suppose he did. Now, another update. Aaron Patterson, crying bitch from New Zealand, who is sad about the mushrooms, that she has now been finally been arrested for poisoning her family using death cap mushrooms inside of a beef Wellington. <laughs> she said her biggest defense so far is that, I got sick too. <laughs> But that's because you were trying to hide the fact that you were poisoning the family. So you put less mushrooms into your serving. I mean, again, innocent until proven guilty. So these sure. are allegations. But look at that face. Yeah. <laughs> it is hard because you know now. I feel like the biggest suspicious thing with her case was what they revealed was that the death cap mushrooms were in fact ground up with button mushrooms. Yeah, and that would... Make it very difficult for her to control her portion size, wouldn't it? I just think that she she just kind of put it in one half. Yeah, in one half. And then well she cut one half, and then she took an end. She's like, I like the end. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And then she cut the end. That's how you do it. Yeah. But I do think, like, that really speaks more to her guiltiness. Yeah. Is the, you did try to cover it up. Yeah, You tried to hide it. Yeah, if she says, like, I got sick too, it's like that actually... Is worse for your case. Yeah, it's probably just because you had death cap mushroom residue all over your your hands. <laughs> you got it all over you. 
Her name is oh no, she's not. Her name her name is Erin Patterson. I thought her she's from Leangatha. No, Leangatha. That's, that's the actual town. Leangatha. Man, there's some great fucking New Zealand names in here. There really Wong is. Faggy, Gippsland, Leangatha woman, Erin Patterson. See this thing. She also did the thing where she tried to blame the Asian market. She did that because mm-hmm. she said uh, she said she bought them and she just didn't know what they were. And as we know, and I got many messages from mycologists and people who work with mushrooms all the time. That is like the number one lesson. If you have any sort of understanding about mushrooms or have worked with mushrooms at all, is that you don't eat it if you don't know what the fuck it is. Yes, exactly. It's I actually, actually have heard that Death's Cat mushrooms are making a big comeback here in the U.S. And they're saying the foraging is getting really dangerous here. You just got to be careful. Where are they? Where are Death Cat? Let me look at this Death Cat mushroom. I mean, it's kind of got like, it doesn't look, it looks like any type of mushroom. Mm-hmm. That's, I guess that's what it is. That is what's hard about it. It does look like a type of mushroom, but it doesn't look like button mushrooms. Yeah, they're invasive. They're thriving in North America. This came out just in August. This was uh, in National Geographic. I don't know. I just feel like they don't sell them at the store. So I think it's very <laughs> difficult to get them at the store. Well, they do look very similar to regular mushrooms. They're not uh, like, they're, it's not like they have like a big death's head yeah. on them or anything like that. But they don't sell them no. at the store. <laughs> so you would not have gotten them at the store. Uh, no. They definitely arrived her home at her home from outside of the store. It seemed like they were a mail order. Um, Obviously, this will go to trial. But now that she has been arrested, this is one of those places, I believe, especially in New Zealand, where, um, number one, they're 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 a little bit more responsible with their uh, terms of uh, you're innocent to you're proven guilty. Mm-hmm. More often than not, if you do a crime in Australia or New Zealand and you have yet to be pronounced either way, they hide your identity. Yeah. Um, but she uh, seemed to have kind of grasped the public attention. I'm not sure if that's just because it's New Zealand, but she like. It ain't looking good mm-hmm. because if they were, they would not have arrested her if they didn't have some form of significant evidence. But again, she is innocent until proven guilty. That is true. Did we once get a cease and desist about that? Because you've been really hitting that hard. No, it's important to remember. Okay. <laughs> I just think, honestly, I think it's because of talking about true crime so often. And we, we got into a thing before when we were starting to talk about the Brian Koberger case. Yeah. Bef- without any factoids. And you kind of get like the problem with, the constant reporting on a subject before you're at trial yeah. is that everything changes. It's tough. All the time. So we were constantly changing and chasing after corrections. Yeah. And people saying, that's wrong, that's wrong. So now it's kind of me, like, I try to wait until we get to the trial because now I don't know what fucking happened to me. I got the C-SPAN disease that you guys all got where I watch trial footage all the time. Yeah. No, it's fun, man. I, I I find it very comforting to just put it on in the house. Just put court TV on in the house. There's I watch it all about the time. It. Yeah, it's wonderful. Also helps me think about my trials. <laughs> you mean how I'll your approach. personal trial? Oh, your future trials, not yes. your personal trials and tribulations. No. You know how I'll approach. I think the big thing too is being like, "Fuck you, I'm out." Each time you don't like it, and then make them beg you to come back to the stand, right? <laughs> and then wear a shirt that says, I'm innocent, you whores, right? I feel like that's also big. Again, uh-huh. coming on strong. Yeah. And then, same time, though, if the evidence comes out, cry truthfully. Mm-hmm. That's also important. <laughs> like, I think that's important also, Master. Yeah, so you're in, like, the big personality I'm innocent, school of I'm innocent, I'm innocent, I'm innocent until there's evidence, and then it's been like, let's think about how I can come back here. <laughs> All right, let's think about maybe I'm going to say I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. I understand that. Live from your grave. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. 
Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Last podcast on the left is sponsored by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Thanks, Squarespace. With Squarespace, it's easy to create a beautiful website all on your own terms. Don't let anybody tell you what to do. This ain't your mama's website platform. It is, actually. It's actually be very easy for your mother to learn. You don't want to miss Fluid Engine. It's a next-generation website design system from Squarespace with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. I thought it was just the name of what my blood pressure medication turned me into. I'm, I'm peeing. Now, my goals for the year are I have two warehouses filled with horse picks. Now, I know a lot of people, uh, obviously this bit has been done, but the Zendaya centaur picks are not going anywhere. And I've been trying to get the Judge Reinhold sitting on the Clydesdale line out. Uh, I need these moved, okay? Because I have to move into the storage unit. Let's just say there are problems at home. So I need Squarespace to shoot this through the roof for me this year. And that's why I'm going to go full tilt. And not only are you going to get the Judge Reinhold sitting on the Clydesdale entire series, clothes and non-clothes, what we also are going to offer, and I mean this, we're trying to get into giraffe rides. I brought this up the other day. We got to start riding other animals but horses. Take pictures of the horses. Photoshop the horses into other celebrities, but stop riding them. Save a horse. Ride a giraffe with Squarespace. Go head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace.com. Hi, Max. I wanted to share something with you. I wanted to tell you how grateful I am and how you've embraced your sobriety since day one. I'm grateful for how you changed your life. I'm grateful for the love you have for me. I'm grateful for you. Love, Mom. If your loved one is still struggling with addiction, you might not feel like you'll ever get to grateful. But we can show you how. At Karen, we've helped families overcome addiction for 70 years. So if your loved one is ready for something different, visit caron.org slash lost. Um, this next or one more update. Now, this was before your time on Side Stories. But it is interesting that we got an update from the Campbell family, James and Brittany. Now, they were a part of a really insane tale that I'm glad has not happened to me, and I don't want it to happen to me, um, where their home, well, they went on vacation with their two children, and their home was then occupied by a man by the name of Ezekiel Zayas, who then destroyed their whole home, created what was the then aforementioned Piss Shrine, which was, what we we talked a little bit before the show about the semantics of a shrine, yeah. but it seemed to be his own goals, yeah, is what the shrines were. It was a pile of shit with his pistol. 
on on demand. My point is that you can't really make a shrine to it. A shrine cannot be unto itself because it seems like it's just a big puddle of piss on. A, Again, I think it's just the piss. You think it's a you a think it's a, shri- a celebration of piss. of piss? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and they uh, using his own piss, using his own piss, and then he, you know, he fucked up the house. He went through all of. He made an inventory of all the things that they owned inside of their home. They saw all of their kitchenware was piled up, and he was wearing James Campbell's clothes when they arrived. But the the really like unsettling part was a series of manifestos that he had left behind saying about how he was going to do sexual surgery to them and the children and he was going to turn them from rat creatures to the perfect specimens. He believed that they were the family were rat creatures. Yes, and he had a lot of ideas. Okay. I honestly think that's what he was most guilty of. Too many ideas. Yes, and then he just didn't know how to get it out. <laughs> but now then he obviously got arrested, but there has been an update. So this was in 2020, but he has just now, I believe, been sentenced. He murdered his cellmate. So he was dropped into... Uh, so. He killed with he he was at the Oahu Community Correctional Center. And I believe at the time he was serving consecutive prison terms totaling up to 40 years. If the judge in the case declared he posed a significant lethal danger to his community. But now he just pled guilty to manslaughter for killing his cellmate when he first got there, a man by the name of Vance Grace, who was there, but he was 62 years old, and he was just there in burglary charges, and Zayas literally stomped his head to death. Yeah. It's not good. No, it's fucking horrific. Um, so we got that update from the Campbells. Uh, he is obviously an issue, and now he's going to be in jail for a long period of time. I think he's going to die in jail. Probably, yes. Yeah. Oh, I do like the. Uh, I, I like how the prosecutor cited the medical records that show it. Like, I like these adjectives: singular, malevolent, and truculent. Oh, he's truculent. <laughs> Replete with mental preoccupations of raping children, Satanism, and various forms of assault. He's, again, a lot of ideas. Truculent. You may not be aware. This comes from the email we received from James Campbell. Well, again, first of all, thank you guys so much for reaching out about this story in the first place, and I'm glad that you're past it. I'm very glad. Um, but he said, uh, so you may not be aware, but since you guys started talking about side stories, he ended up murdering his cellmate. We did talk about it. So I had read an article. This is from James. I'd read an article with Honolulu Civil Beat that years ago, the guy that he killed, Vance Grace, was an informant who assisted the state attorney general in a case on a drug ring involving prison guards in Hawaii, right? Zayas then, apparently... He assaulted a healthcare worker while at the Hawaiian State Hospital, having reportedly, quote, grabbed him by the testicles and biting him repeatedly in the stomach. Ooh. Which is hard to get at the stomach. <laughs> uh, but it's nice that he's done a lot of heinous pr- crimes. And now he's going to be in jail for a good period of time. Biting at the stomach. I, ah. I think he might. Ah. I just scrape. Ah. You'd have, you'd, but ah. Two hands, one hand on the testicles, one hand getting a big chunk, like it's pinching it out. Ow. I think you have to pinch it out before How. you. T- like Ren and Stimpy. How. How. Can you, honestly, because I got a biteable belly. You do have a, you have a very biteable belly, but that's because you lost weight. Suck my good. I don't have a biteable belly at all. My my belly bite is, your fucking belly. You would. I think that you would do. You would might be able to pinch the skin, but I think you wouldn't do much more I'll than scrape the surface. No, I get a hunk out. Yeah. That's the thing about having a smaller mouth. I can get like I can actually get a surprisingly <laughs> long amount of meat in there. That's true, and I could fit. My mouth is massive. I could probably fit a quarter of your belly into my mouth. I think we have to save it for the stream. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're gonna have to. I think we have to do it. Uh, but yeah, um, so he's in jail. And uh 
When he gets out, he'll run for the House of Representatives. Most likely. And I'm really excited for that. Zayas. Uh, yes. A lot of ideas. Ezekiel Zayas, R. Hawaii. <laughs> yes, it is. I do think that this is gonna it's gonna happen. Um, I have another unfortunate update. Our favorite, or soon to be favorite, was favorite Prue <laughs> Leaf from the Great British Bake Off. Now right. I've gotten a couple of these, right? So do you, I don't know if you covered or you watch? Uh, oh God, what is it called? Worst Cooks in, in America? America? No, I never did. Fuck you. <laughs> Second of all, you got to get into it because the winner of it two seasons ago killed her family, which is kind of fun because then they have to figure out how to erase her from that. Yeah. Because, again, it's just a show that doesn't have within it the ability for them to acknowledge homicide. Ah. You know what I mean? Because it's worse crooks in America. Yeah. And so they can't, they have a hard time being like, they can't really reference it. They can't deal with it. So it's like, you know, they kind of just kind of dealt with it like it's fine. But I want to see how GBBO works on this story. So Prue Leaf, who we know as the replacement to Skeleton Butthole Mouth, Mary <laughs> Berry, um, the sexual paramour of Paul Hollywood mm-hmm. on our favorite baking show from yeah. Across the Pond. Dressing more and more like a clown every episode. She just has a distinctive thing. She has the necklaces, mm-hmm. and that's what she does. But it's getting so ostentatious that she looks like uh, she should be in the circus. You wait until you someone else finds out what someone in your family has decided is your thing. <laughs> and then every gift that you will receive from then on will just be one of those things. Just massive clown jewelry. Something. Yeah. You know what I mean? What it would, you know, it could be you like raglan hemp clothes. I do. You know, you could slowly become looking like the little desert characters from Star Wars. <laughs> like Jawas. Yes, you can look like those characters. <laughs> Someone will just keep showing up with those types of pieces for you. And then that's now you're this guy. Yeah, because you have to, because you got to be nice. I wear desert fabric yeah. all day. But Prue has admitted oh. to drowning a bag of kittens when she was a child. <laughs> Now, I wonder, do they acknowledge it or do they move on? I think they have to move on. No, they, we'll I see. Don't th- I don't think, how are they going to acknowledge this? Noel Fielding going to, oh, Mary, did you look the kittens in the book? Is he going to make, make a cheeky joke about it? If I was a cheeky little monkey on Great <laughs> British Bake Off, you know what I would do? Is I would make, whenever you got a big cookie challenge, you make a bunch of little kitten-shaped cookies. <laughs> And you serve it in a big bag. Today, our bakers are being tasked with making 11 identical kitten cakes. That would be incredible. You put it in a big bag, being like, drown these, Prue, you bitch. Right? But no, no, no. Apparently, this is fine. So this is her. The cake will be drowned in a frangipan sauce. <laughs> and will be drizzled with a cranberry cream. Now, she's admitted to this in her memoir, I'll try anything once. <laughs> yeah, man. I'd like to see what else she's done. All right. So Pruth, Prue Leith said that her mother had told her, then 11 years old, to kill the baby animals hours after their birth. My mother and I, then 11, had just drowned some kittens. And for weeks, I imagined those poor dead creatures. Doesn't sound anything like her. Too many kittens <laughs> with a frequent occurrence. And they had to come a day when my mother, unable to find homes for yet another litter, decided to drown her latest bitch. Leith then recalled, this is from The Independent, she recalled that she tried to persuade her mother against it, but my protests were met with a firm, darling, it has to be done. They're only a few hours old. They'll hardly know that it's happening. <laughs> Which is true, man. Abortions don't want no fucking dog shit, dude. <laughs> they don't know. Flush them down the toilet. Yeah. Right? But she didn't know. She, Despite her mother's assurances, however, the TV personality said that unfortunately the kittens had fought like devil for life. 
My. It's awful. No, it's really awful. You ever... Oh, I held the bag under the water until the last kid had stopped mewling. Yep. She did that. Yeah. I don't know why she put that in her memoir. She could have left it out. That was a, that, I got a feeling that was one of those things that she, her editor said, like, why don't you take this and out of there? She's and, like, no, no, this is, this is something that is absolutely, it is central to my character as a judge of the great I Mr. will Spiegel. not be held ransom mm. to woke culture. <laughs> These kittens are quite boozy. Yeah, oh, right here, look, I pull a little bit of frangipan on. <laughs> mm. um, you know, I do understand you killed that thing. Yeah, I killed a rat. Things kill people. I killed a really big rat. It wasn't a nutria. We know that now. I killed a really big rat. Yeah, if you're a country kid, yeah, you You do it. Stuff gets killed. I did one of the most horrifying events of my childhood because we had this uh, box of kittens. Our cat had kittens. Uh, And I was really excited every morning before school. I'd go out. We kept the kittens in a box in in the garage. Every morning before school, I'd go out and check out the kittens before uh, I was like six. Uh, And um, I went out one morning and found that the tomcat that had uh, impregnated our cat uh, had slaughtered all of the kittens in the most brutal fashion. And it was just a big box of gore uh, <laughs> that was just waiting for me. And and I freaked out. I just lost my fucking mind. But then they still sent me to school anyway. And after about like two hours of me, like just like I, I just fucking lost it in class. Just I couldn't fucking handle it. Cause it's just gore, 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 gore. Just so much fucking just, a, just chunks of kittens just flying through my fucking brain. Yeah, uh, and then they sent me home. Hey, hey. They finally sent me. It took, it took a while because they thought I could just tough it out. But yeah, turns out a six-year-old gets real fucked up when he sees like a big box of gore like the thing that he loves and looks forward to seeing every day that that gets turned into just like a fucking blender Um, father just was like he's not gonna be a rancher is he (laughs) you know he just sat there and he watched you come home trembling being like the kittens the kittens the kittens and he's looking at your big strapping brothers and they're out there like stomping on fucking dogs heads and stuff (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, do it all the no, time. Both of my brothers are very kind to their no, dogs. No, I know they are. They're very kind to their They're dogs. very kind to their no, dogs. But very, they kind, were, very kind men both. They were just not as affected. Not quite as affected. Yeah, because I don't really like... They're they're hunters. They love hunting. Yeah, they, they, they do can, that whole thing. They I don't, kill things. I don't like killing stuff. I, yeah. I just, I, I'm not a... Just never liked it. I think that was part... That actually might be why. Because being faced with so much gore... Uh, and you like just seeing the animals like transferring from you know from love for these things that are living and so cute and so tiny, uh, and then suddenly they become just a pile it's of chunks, just chunks, Me. like it's fucking Fallout Three, and you're just finding gore bags. Because that's my issue. So I do know I would have to, because I like meat. Yeah, but I've never gone hunting, and I have. I mostly, honestly, truly, it's the hours. Yeah, it's so early. It's so early. It I sucks. hate it. It's not fun for it's me. It's awful. And yeah. I don't think you would be. You wouldn't like walking up hey. to it. <laughs> Is that, where do they come from? When do they come? <laughs> hey. Is it going to be like an hour or How more? Can I watch YouTube? Actually, they do. On my, They do? Yeah. I thought you're supposed to sit there and, and take in the shadows. Well, it depends on how serious you want to get with it. But yeah, sometimes they do just sit there and watch it on their phones while they're waiting for the deer to come up. But I feel and I feel like I could shoot the thing. See, that- but I have a hard time with cutting it open. But now I also, but then part of me makes me feel really sad. I feel really sad. I accidentally, and this is true, I hurt a mouse. Mm-hmm. Like as it was coming, it was stuck up inside where my gate opens yeah and it like i definitely heard it and yeah. it felt i felt horrible all day but then did it, you take it did you put it out of its misery no because i knew the cats were coming oh. 
So a bunch of cats came and Fair took enough. care of him because Fair my neighborhood enough. cats, I watched them were like, the way that cat looks at something like that, where it was like, yes, excellent. Like, and so I just knew that they were going to come clean up the Fair job. Enough. Fair enough. I, I, I wish I would have been able to do that with the. With no, because I looked at it and then I saw the cat next to it because I was like, am I going to have to? Because I was just going to put it on the street and I was going to roll over with the car. Yeah, that's actually that's actually pretty good. Right? Yeah, that was that actually would have been a much better thing to do than the the stomping. Yeah, I, I know about stomping it. No. Yeah, no, the no, yeah, no. just put it on the car I don't think I can wheel. hunt. No, you couldn't because I think what you would hate is you would hate unless see if you got a clean shot, clean kill, which you wouldn't be able to do. Super snipe. <laughs> yeah, like I was fucking back in the day. No, when no, I was no. doing my fucking when I was full on my fucking call not Call of Duty, but I did my fucking um my favorite one. Goldeneye? Not well, I liked Goldeneye, but I liked the we used to do land parties. Baka, baka, shoot you in the fucking head. <laughs> no, yeah, it did Halo. Yeah, of course Halo. I loved Halo, Rob. I also like fucking um Whatever. Yeah, whatever. Continue forward. It doesn't matter. <laughs> no, what you would hate is that you would not do a clean kill. You might take it down. You might have to follow it for a little while. You're going to have to follow that trail of blood. It's a lot of work. And then once you get there, once it finally runs out of blood, or once you get a second shot on it, you'd have to walk up to it, and it'd be laying there on the ground going... <gasps> Yeah, it makes me sad. I'm already and sad. And it had that one eye that it would just be staring at you and it's looking around but and it's going to like it. roll up and back and then you have to fucking, and then you have to shoot it in the, in the head. Yeah, it makes me really sad. Yeah, I, you wouldn't I, like that. I have watched lambs just get butchered. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, but that's quick. That's clean. But I'm yeah, talking about the, lo the long drawn out, like, the, you know, the actual act of killing a person, I'm they not, say it's like really awful. Because, yeah, people like, don't like it, but some guys love it. <laughs> Some guys, that's like their favorite part, their is, favorite the eye, part. is the light leaving the yeah, guy's the eyes. Leaving. No, yeah. no, no. That's, that's what they say is that like actually beating someone to death and like having it or even killing someone in any ways that can be a, a very long, drawn out, awful process. It's hard to kill a human It's being. really difficult to yeah. kill someone. You really got Unless you got a gun. But even then, if you just shoot them in the wrong place, they can take a long time to die. You got to shoot them again and again and, and again. again. You just make a noise. Yeah. And then the guy's going, ow, ow, ow. You know, and that's a lot to deal with. Mm -hmm. It I truly mean, is. Yeah, I'm not going to be a hunter. Yeah, you're not going to be a hunter. You know, but, I, but I also, I'm not, I'm not going to give Prue, uh, I'm not going to give her a thumbs down for drowning the bag of kittens. No, it's a I, different time. She's 82 years old. She's allowed She's to talking about something that happened in like 1953. Yes. If she had done this last week. She had a ration book. Yeah, we would have talked about it more in different terms. Yeah. Like, if she was just doing it on set <laughs> at GBBO, being yeah. like, this kids is everywhere. And no one knows why. You mean like, She's bringing the kittens in. <laughs> like they're not they're not naturally occurring out here. She's bring, she's acting like they're pests. Yeah. You know that would be bad. <laughs> um but at least we're not this guy. Cuz again, the reason why I know I won't hunt is because I don't have patience and this guy has patience. But it's not good. Now, uh, we finally had trick-or-treaters this year, and I was really happy for it. We had a lot of kids coming out of the gate. I liked this, but, you know. We didn't have trick-or-treaters. I asked uh, my next-door neighbor if it was a trick-or-treat neighborhood, and he says no, because it's orthodox. Well, they got no, also, there's no sidewalks. Yeah, we have no sidewalks. Yes, in our, yeah. it's a little bit difficult. But this place here, man, this guy, um, this, this might turn you off on the concept. So this guy, he uh, licked this trick-or-treater's <laughs> ear. Getting difficult to do. Uh, and then he pointed a gun at her mom. This is really, this is bad. This is Severn, Maryland. A man, again, licked the trick-or-treater's ear, followed her home on Halloween in Severn. Um, and then he tried to enter the girl's house before pointing a gun at the mother. Now, they said that up there, he was just... 
giving out candy. I mean, he doesn't. Um, I mean, I know this is Maryland, but he's got a Stephen King name. Cedric Stephen Payne. He really does. That's a Stephen. That is a main Stephen King name. They don't really put. There was a lot of detail in this report. So the victim's mother reported that Payne's licked her daughter's ear while she was trick or treating at his house. Let me just. Okay, uncouth question. Long tongue or tall daughter? <laughs> like, how does one get so? Close. You bend down to give her candy. You bend down to put candy like directly hey, into come the. Here, come give us. And you be surprised. Come give us kisses. Come <laughs> close. Is it, I guess you do do a little bit of that, and then as an adult, so you don't really know what to do. I guess I don't know. I mean, come but, close. If, if he's getting down, like I think you'd be surprised at how spry a sixty-six-year-old man can be. Like how he could like snap out like a cobra and just. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mother, guess I don't think about it. It's going to happen so fast. You're not even, you, you, it's going to happen before you have a chance to react. Yeah, you, everyone's just like, ah. Yeah, there's no, uh, oh, there's a picture. Uh, there's a picture of him. He looks sorry. No, that's not him. Uh, no, 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 no pictures of this guy. Uh, I've yeah, seen I get a it. picture of this guy. He does not look sorry in any way whatsoever. Oh, he looks, wow. <laughs> he you looks know what's... defined. And you know why he's able to get the tongue out so fast? Because he only has one tooth. He gets where, yeah, he's got the pervert window. <laughs> where he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. looks out like a little snake. Yeah, and so then he followed her home after he licked her ear. Uh, and the mom pushed him back to keep him from entering. And then pains, he pointed a handgun at the mother, pulled the trigger, but the gun did not fire. Jesus. So that is, yeah, it's not good. Um, because, ha, uh, oh, God. They went, they, they went to execute a search warrant at his home. They found two handguns, one shotgun, a 22 caliber rifle, and ammunition. It's not good. But he still got off a $5,000 bond, so he's free. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's out there. So wow. And, oh, my God, did you see a fucking TV station actually went and did an interview with him? And got to get his side of the story. What's the side of the story? I thought she was a postage stamp. He was just trying to tell her a secret. Yeah. Oh, wow. (laughs) Where is this? Uh, He said, uh, this is off of Blaze Media, theblaze.com. I think that's, what's his name's old thing? Uh, He said, uh, quote, no, let me tell you something. She was standing there and I was standing here. And then he got, she got up and I said, uh, boo. And she ran over there, and I ran over there, no. and I was going to tell her mother I didn't do nothing. I didn't touch her. I do the same joke with my grandson, and he jumps every time. Yeah, it's your grandson, okay? And he said he didn't pull a gun on anyone. Yeah, definitely not. He is... I don't know, man. <laughs> I feel that he is trying to use grandfather privilege here, and I think that grandfather privilege, more often than not, needs to be revoked. <laughs> because yes, the idea of just, oh, yeah, this guy. Do you want to hear directly from him? Yes, please. Did you nibble that girl's ear? No. I uh, tell her, let me tell you something. And she was sitting right there and I was sitting here. And she, she got up and I said, uh, boo. So she ran over this. I ran over there. And I was going to tell her mother, I, I, I didn't do nothing. I didn't touch her. You know, I do the same joke with my grandson. He jumps every time. Police say the girl ran home. Yeah, of course it is. You just tried because you were nibbling. <laughs> On your grandson's <laughs> ear. Well, just the, I, I just feel like there's a they coming in to uh, never be within three feet of somebody else's dog. Never mind <laughs> their you child. Should... <laughs> you know what I mean? Like never be anywhere near unless you ask permission. You can ask permission. Can I Let pet your get, dog? Let me, oh yeah. It's Let a... me pet your daughter. <laughs> Let me get close. Can I just tell your grandson? <laughs> <laughs> 
a little secret. I work over at the zoo three days a week. So I'm so tired. My hands are so cramped up from all the hard work I do at the zoo with the elephant. So why don't you tell your crunchy, get closer, get closer, get closer, get a piece of candy for yourself. <laughs> Let me tell you a secret. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Oh, go, yeah. Go on and get the secret. Wait a second. First of all, let me count your teeth. Four? Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, yeah. You got, oh, wow. You got fucking, that's, a, you got more teeth in your mouth than you have chances left. <laughs> What's the secret? <laughs> You're going to want to get into treasury bonds. <laughs> The federal interest rates going up are actually really good for getting into a long-form, long-term bond with the U.S. Treasury. <laughs> Holy shit, does that sound fiduciary advice? Wow, that is a secret. I don't often hear that. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I want you to suck my dick. I want you to suck my dick, little girl. Not much of a secret. <laughs> yeah, so leave the children alone. Leave never the children kiss room. them. Never kiss them. Never tell them a secret. Don't never even... tell never tell children a secret. If someone wants to tell your child a secret, you say, you tell me and then I'll tell them. Yeah, I'll let me for, first of all. Let me decide. <laughs> let me decide yeah. what secret yeah. goes into my child's brain. Yeah. You tell me, then I tell them. I'm the secret. I'm guy. the I'm the secret keeper. I I'm, do I, that. At, That's at, what I do. Yeah. God, it's like it's his face too, because you can just like, oh, it smells like cigarettes. Yeah, it does. No, it smells like cigarettes and just uh, old sweatshirt. I can smell that old sweatshirt. Live from your grave. BP added more than seventy billion dollars to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Welcome back to our studio where we have a special guest with us today, Toucan Sam from Fruit Loops. Toucan Sam, welcome. It's my pleasure to be here. Oh, and um, it's Fruit Loops, just so you know. Uh, fruit? Fruit. Yeah, fruit. No, it's Fruit Loops. The same way you say studio. That's not how we say it. Fruit Loops, find the loopy side. So I got another fucked up story here. Sure. Why stop now? Why? Uh, this is, again, it's scary. All of the stuff around it is very frightening, but the end result isn't as frightening, but it's it's just more, you, you never know. That's what this, this whole, that's what this whole story is about is you never know. You never know what? 
You just you never you, know. You never know you what's know, going on in behind a man's eyes. Truthfully, you just you never know what somebody else's burdens are, what yeah. their battles are, True. and what they're coming to the table with. That's all right? right. And why, like, this is like the type of person you might want to be really nice to. I feel like this is the type of person that you might want to be really nice to. And it's important to remember that this is why you should just be kind of nice to people in general, because you never know when somebody is going to be like this. You never know if somebody is Steve Buscemi and Billy Madison. Glad I called that. Yeah, exactly. Of course. (laughs) Yeah. So this is a Colorado man with explosives. He was wearing tactical gear. He died at Glenwood Caverns Adventure Park. Now, it's more about how he he found himself and what he was surrounded with that makes it really, really fucked up. Now, this comes from the Daily Beast. So there was there's not as many details right now. We don't know his motive, obviously, because we don't know what's going on. But we found this basically a guy who was found in the women's restroom, um, which honestly, the restrooms are very commonplace in public parks for people to commit suicide. And that's where he did it. And when they do, when they find know that. Oh, yes. That's where my high school, not my teacher, but my girlfriend's best friend's teacher committed suicide after it became public that he was having sex with the, several students. And then he uh, he went to the public restroom of a park wow. and he did it. Yeah. And then they had an open casket and they put a whole like plastic thing all over his head and stuff. And I remember making the joke at the casket being like, they should have given him a hat. <laughs> and that everyone got really mad at me. Everyone was mad. My <laughs> girlfriend at the time was screaming at me and then everyone else got really upset. And I was like, he wasn't my teacher. Yeah. He was fucking the kids. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so... <laughs> and, and so a, a, a personality is born. <laughs> I, I am trying to alleviate pain here. <laughs> but it's hard. Um, so this I guy, would have laughed. If I, was I, there. Th- I, I know, laughed. I know that. All right. So he died of his, this guy. Um, he died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound. And when they found the guy, his name is Diego Medina. Yeah, Diego Medina. Um, that funky, funky cold Medina. <laughs> yeah. He was dressed in black tactical clothing with body armor and a ballistic helmet. He had patches on the armor that made him look like a police officer. He was obviously setting something up. He was outside of this amusement park. He had um, guns. Uh, explosives, some fake, some real. That's the interesting thing to me. The the f- some fake, some real. He arrived at this amusement park, I guess, ready to commit mass murder. Maybe. We don't know. We don't know. He found that it was closed, and unlike a National Lampoon's vacation, mm-hmm. right? Instead of finding, because if this was really like a movie, he'd show up to kill everybody. But then a super funny, affable guard would meet him. Mm-hmm. And then he'd be like, have you never been on the Tilta Jump? <laughs> and he'd be like, no, I've never been on the Tilta Jump. And then they'd go and then he'd discover the joy of roller coasters and he wouldn't kill everybody. Right. Right. But that didn't happen. He went to the gate. It was closed. And then he, I guess, decided to kill himself. And so then he committed suicide and then he left a note next to his body. Um, he had It was scrolled on the wall of the woman's bathroom and it read, I am not a killer. I just wanted to get into the caves. It's all so bizarre. It is very, very bizarre. Yeah, the weapons found in Medina were the ghost guns, which is these. Have you heard of these? I've heard this. Seen this? Heard of these things? But it was unregulated firearms where you could basically three D print their parts oh, guns, and yeah. put them all together, yeah. um, so they're untraceable. But what, I guess what's really weird is the fake and real improvised explosive devices. That's very strange. Several fake hand grenades, real and fake pipe bombs, and it's, they're all just sort of scattered around his body. And it's very strange, too, because the, obviously a lot of planning yeah. went into this crime. 
or the plan of this crime. And then he just kind of abandoned it in a way or because there's and I'm, I'm again, I'm glad that he didn't. Yeah. But there's many ways to find out if amusement park is open before going. You could check the website. <laughs> you could check to see if it's open. Like you I do have feel, to go to the website. I actually kind of maybe wonder if it he did that in many because you know we always talk about with serial killers and people who commit crimes about yeah, how they, like they set up the 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 scenario where yeah. they feel like they where they can justify their decision where they have quote unquote no choice yes. but to do it. But then, or maybe the opposite can also be true. Yeah. In many ways where you set uh, yourself up to fail. Set you yourself see, up to get caught. You see a lot of people who do that where yeah. they, they show up with, especially people who commit suicide by cop. People do various things where they they basically want to be killed. Yeah. Want to be fucked up. And maybe that's why he had fake bombs. To make himself look more, or maybe or he was trying, or maybe he was trying to create some sort of panic, like he was going to plant all of these fake maybe. bombs with the real bombs you all around. Wasn't that a thing in Columbine too? Were they not fake bombs, but they no, were going to go? Just, the guy who was to cause chaos all work. around. No, yes. they were the in Columbine. There were the body count should have been if their shit had worked would have been so so much higher. It would have been in the uh, dozens. Like I think it would have been something like a hundred or. 300 or something like that. But now they're going... An, in, an incredible uh, body count if their pipe bombs would have worked. If it had worked, yeah. But now it's very interesting because now they're like, he has had no criminal history. They don't, they're now trying to put together all the pieces of like, how did we get here? How did he get all this stuff? Yeah. There's been no record of him, you know, owning guns before or doing anything. Like, he just kind of... Huh, I don't know. It, or is it all for show? Is it all... To, for some other game that we don't understand. Yeah, where he'd die by suicide, but then by having all of this, he would be remembered and reported Symbol upon. But something. but he also would, but he wouldn't have to kill anybody. He wouldn't kill anybody. So, he, but he would still be in news reports, and his death would still, I don't know, be remembered, talked about in this talked way. About, well, maybe we, we kind of one day we'll do more and more of an examination of mass shootings. It's like we talk about how like. It, domestic terrorism is a, is a maybe a more appropriate way to talk about mass shootings more often than not because a lot of them have goals, mm -hmm. right? A lot of them have uh, a thing that they're trying to express when they are doing a mass crime in that way. Or they are, or we also kind of talk about it on the other side, where if it's not a family annihilator, sometimes it's just a, to put it in really gross terms, a very elaborate suicide, yeah. right? Where you are doing this as a way to explode yourself and bring other people with you. Where something like this is almost like the complete opposite, where he's doing something to me. There's a part of me that feels like he was trying to do something. Yeah. Because you know when the amusement parks open or close. And yeah. so there was something about... You can also wait. He could... I mean, yes. You know, or maybe that was... He was just ready to go and then he got there and that this was like fate's way of telling you that you fucked up. Or he just, or he just sat there and thought about it and figured at the end of it like, oh no, this is a really... Horrible. I hate this. This is a horrible thing to do. Yeah, I, I don't want to do this. I hate how this makes me feel. I hate that I'm the type of person that would think of doing this. And then, you know. Yeah, you're looking in there and he's there. like, funky Cole Medina. He's like looking in that rearview mirror and he's being <laughs> like, brother, man, you should be a DJ, man. Yeah. Not this, dude. Not this, this guy. We shouldn't be here, man. No, we should be fucking... We were supposed to send in our tape to MasterChef. <laughs> yeah. Anybody, and now we're here. Yeah. Anybody can come back. You can come back from anything. Oh, I completely agree with it. If you are now currently sitting in your car covered in tactical gear and fake IEDs, I want to say, man, 
Start a podcast. Do something. You know, like this is your time. Yeah. You could do it on your iPhone, dog. It's easy to do, man. Something. Yeah. Turn to something constructive. Something constructive. Something constructive. But this is a, I mean, this is a terrifying. You know what? Does everything have to be monetized, though? <laughs> exactly. Do it just for your, uh, I don't make any money with my music. Never will. He's making, he's losing money. I'm losing a lot of money making my music. All the equipment. It's so much. It costs, playing synthesizers is a, it's a fucking zero-sum game for him. <laughs> all right? But it so, really is. I do it because I love it. Yeah, so, you know, do something because you love it. But this would have been... Even if it's collecting tactical gear. Even if it is collecting tactical gear, just so long as you don't ever do anything tactical with it. No, just wear it to the bank. (laughs) Have fun with it. Being like, I'm not... You know. Yeah. Go to this grocery store wearing your tactical gear, but not armed. No. Don't take your guns out in public. No. Don't be that asshole. Yeah, where you get you some cardboard guns. Yeah. Something you can have in your hand. Or maybe like a big inflatable gun, like the kind that they use in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yes. Yeah, that'd be great. But this would have been like an absolutely terrifying place to do a mass shooting because like the layout of this uh, reminds me of the Anders Breivik shooting because this uh, adventure park, uh, it can only be reached by, or guests actually reach it by gondola. Oh, right. Uh, So yeah, you're stuck on the island. Yeah. So yeah, you're basically stuck on the island with this guy, uh, just like the kids were during the whole, you know, Anders Breivik massacre, which we'll be getting into here very soon. Can't wait. Can't wait for that one. Let's talk about a hero, though. I mean, I like this. this yeah, you're allowed to do this. We're going to figure out this segment, but you have you you chose this. I well, it's because it's a Texas Tech. Yes, it's a it's a Lubbock story. It's a Texas Tech story. Finally, a possum came on the field and put the Texas Tech football team out of its misery for a little bit. Uh, He was able to interrupt a game. Thankfully, Texas Tech won that game against TCU, but a possum came out on the field at good old Jones Stadium and just screamed and screamed as they dragged him off the field going, I love possums. I love possums so much. He's a a chunky little guy. Yeah, we have possum possum in my uh, neighborhood. His name's Bob. He's big, fat. Possum. Love Bob Possum. I like possums. Yeah, this possum's great. But yeah, it's Texas Tech. Yeah, he's Tech's, happy, man. Texas Tech's doing real bad this year. That sounds like it's not a good omen. They're like, <laughs> That's not a good omen for what it's they not. do. They're four and five. They lost to BYU this year. Ah, God, bring your underwear. Yeah. <laughs> it's not good, man. It's not good. But look, they got him by the tail. Yeah, he is, he is getting dragged out. Wow. Yeah, he looks like a former president on his way to trial. <laughs> And you know what? But yeah. good for him. Yeah, they didn't good, exterminate him. Good for him. And he's a hero because many times animals have been known to die in that stadium. How? You know about the horse committing suicide? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's what it was trying to do. <laughs> Maybe he was trying to do hopefully get stomped on by a fucking by a football player. By a big football player. No, yeah. is it? Yeah, that was the whole, the famous, yeah, the horse that yeah. just ran straight into the wall. I just, you know, I'll never understand college sports. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? For children. So are the men that you watch every Sunday on NFL. Like, those guys are maybe a year or two older than the guys that are playing college football. Yeah, but to them, it's a job. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I watch, I don't really watch. I watch NFL just when I'm now home. Yeah. You yeah, know, I just sit there and I watch it and time just passes. This has been a strange affectation for you this year. Yes. Why? It's dissociative. <laughs> it's really nice. You just sit. You put it on there. You know what I mean? I can start to say stuff to me like, oh, that DJ... 
I can say stuff like that about like wide receivers. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That wide receiver. He's really not pulling his weight. Yeah. He needs bigger hands. (laughs) What this team needs is a better secondary. Yeah. That's what I started. You start to say stuff like that. Yeah. And guys listen more. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about like, who's your team? I don't have one. You don't have one. No, I just watch whatever's on. (laughs) I'm literally pleased with whatever football is just kind of on there. Okay. Yeah. And I watch some of it. And in a way that's pure. You know, it just, I, 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 is it weird to say it's not that I feel joy, it's that I feel nothing? I think that's why a lot of people watch sports. Yeah, I watch it because I feel nothing. Yeah, well, I mean, you, you know? feel joy when you watch your team, but if you're just people watching. People do, yeah, but, but I'll, I'll watch an exciting game. play. Yeah. And then I kind of switch on and off deciding whether or not I'm going to root for the team or not. That whatever. Normally, it's whoever's winning. Is who you root for. Yeah. Yeah, you are that type of guy. Unless it's. Like some other, unless it's a team I'm supposed to dislike. Oh, uh, okay. You know, they're like, ah. Uh. But now I'm rooting for the Miami Dolphins because of Ed. Oh, that's nice. It's fine. <laughs> Again, it just fills time. Okay. I just now understand that's why guys do that. Yeah. I did. I do that with Legos. Natalie loves Legos. I'm getting super into Legos. I mean, she loves Legos. And guess what, man? They are fucking expensive. They're really expensive. And they're also huge. Yeah, they're massive. And they will fill your home. And the problem, though, is that just don't use it as complete decoration in your home because eventually you do look like Chris Chan. That <laughs> is unfortunate. Also, I'm not supposed to bring it up, but I did watch Chris Chan's new video, and it's not good. And they got a lot. They got higher production value. They got a higher production value. Um, don't worry. They deny the charges because they were, of course, the charges of having sex with their own yeah, mother. Yes, but because they were dropped by their dementia-ridden mother. So everything's cool. So. Wait, so he said that he didn't, they did not have sex with their dimension ridden mother because they were dropped. The charges were dropped. The charges were dropped. So now it couldn't possibly have happened. (laughs) So, uh, but don't worry, they're going to make new content. But what I have been told, which is true, that you don't want to cover or be anywhere involved in the Christian world because it follows you. Yeah. That it's like it's a, it's a poltergeist. It, it seems like a smell that sticks to your clothing. People come for you. So people want me to be a Christorian. I've thought about it. I've been kind of slowly but surely dipping my, my shins in there. I did listen to you talk about it quite a bit on tour last year. I watched hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of it. There's hours left. Yeah. Because there were I watched of- 48 parts of that <laughs> documentary series. I mean it. That's like... 60 hours. Yeah, because there was a time when I only saw, like, before I moved here to L.A., I'd only see you when we were out on the road, and all you would talk about was Chris Chan. I had to stop. (laughs) But now I'm still fascinated, because also the person that got, I believe it's her. Is it her, or is it I get in trouble no matter what I say. Gotcha. You know? With the Chris Chan. With Chris Chan. Yeah. Let's just use the words Chris Chan. (laughs) Chris Chan is... It got got by a grifter that was doing something inside that got Chris Chan to admit that they had sex with their mother. Right. And then that's where the criminal charges came from. Yes. Gotcha. And then it seems that the the dementia-ridden mother, who, according to reports, neighed like a horse (laughs) when they had sex with each other, dropped the charges. It's not good. It's awful. But eventually, unfortunately, Chris Chan's mother will pass. And then that house will become Chris Chan's. And then I think we're really in for Chris Chan phase five. Yeah, but do you think Chris Chan is really going to pay the property taxes? I don't know. 
<laughs> All right. I don't know if they're going to know who to contact, but we're going to find out because I am. It just comes to me. Yeah. All right. Here we go. I want to do some listener emails. This was really interesting because I did want to know. I asked a question about what's about what's what's the deal with uh, illegal archaeology and paleontology and why is it so bad? And I do find it is interesting. A lot of it does have to do just straight up cultural impact. Yeah. We're just digging up places where uh, most of the time legit like archaeological sites and paleontological sites will talk with the people who live there and have traditionally lived there and say, is it cool to do this shit here? Yeah. And they either say yes or no. You know? And so uh, it's really, it's mostly, it's that. And then also these guys fuck it up. Yeah, it's about context because you ha- you can't just bring a skull out of the ground and say, look at this skull, ain't that cool? Like you have to have you a can. Th- You can. <laughs> you can. Not if you want to glean any knowledge. You're correct. From said skull. No, you yeah. have to look at the context. You have to see the way the body fell. If you're trying to figure out like how dinosaurs you know, took care of their young, you have to look at it in the context of where the where dinosaur they skull was found in relation to eggs or oh, yes. in relation to footprints or other dinosaurs. Oh, yes. So you're recording this one letter. Basically, the reason that a dinosaur skull was illegal for Nick Cage to have was because it was illegally smuggled out of its home country into the U.S. In many countries, such as Mongolia, where that skeleton came from, Fossils are considered national treasures and the property of the country once unearthed. So I think that's very interesting. They're more or less illegal to privately own. Obviously, the specifics were very, very a bit from place to place, but that is the gist of it. The U.S. is a bit of an outlier and that you can just go and dig stuff out of the ground and claim it for yourself as long as it's not human remains. As a result, countries like Mongolia really don't like it when their cultural heritage gets stolen and sold to a bunch of rich dudes to show off in their mansions totally understand, notified the U.S. authorities that the skull, which was being put up for auction at the time, had forged custom papers leading to a legal case. Cage, who had purchased the skull by the time the order came down, returned it when he discovered it was stolen and the dealer trying to sell it was arrested. So that is very interesting. So there's that. There's also, I asked about the legality of GIMP contracts. Yes. This is some very interesting answers on this one. Yes. Yes. Hey, guys, while I'm not a GIMP, I've been an active member of the BDSM community as both a dom and a sub for around 10 years. You guys said you weren't sure whether or not the contracts we sometimes sign hold up in court, so I thought I'd let you know what's up. The contracts are not legally binding insofar as, quote, you have to be my slave for X amount of time, but more of a safety net if boundaries are crossed. You have proof that both participants looked over the limits in place and agreed to them. For instance, you're tied up and your partner pulls out a scalpel. They only cut your thighs a little, so no lasting harm was done. But it was definitely against your rules. You can then go to court and say that you were assaulted with proof against the he said, she said you may come up against. That's a very specific example. But that's but that's real, though. That's real as fuck. You're in yeah. the BDSM community. That's very interesting. Because any time frames or other things the parties are obligated to are more so that they both have a clear definition of what's expected out of their roles. It could also be potentially give context for the way in which they treat each other if things go to court for some reason. So it kind of, that is interesting. Yeah. It's way more for your own personal proof. And here, yes, an attorney also answered. Um, I also think about writing in on legal questions when you ask asked about the BDSM contract. I thought I'd share a contract that was an, an agreement between two people in which one was dominant and one was submissive would not be legally enforceable or valid. First, contracts for illegal things that are not enforceable, i.e., slavery. Second, there could also be a defense of unconscionability that basically says that if a contract is offensive or shocks the conscience would not be enforceable. Contracts for BDSM are for show and not a legal document. So that's very interesting. It is very interesting. 
I think that we came upon something very good here. I have nothing to say. You fucking piece of shit. <laughs> you fucking. Um, and all right, that's listener emails. We're going to do some creepy shit as always. Next week, I gotta go. we've got a super long one that I'm not going to read through right now. I'm going to do it safe. All right, sounds good. I'm good there. Um, live every day. You sign that GIMP contract your goddamn self. Yeah. Okay, I know, again, then you lose autonomy, but at least then you know, because then you can laugh when he's rimming you with a, a bowling ball pin because you have specifically put that item for section C, things that can be put in butt, right? And that is on the list because you want it in there and you've been fucking surprising. You've been, you've been, you didn't want any surprise. No. All right, but you were surprised when you found out that that felt good. Because you, you didn't learn it until you were in a league. In an addendum. Yeah, yeah. And then all no, of a sudden you're in a league is... and now you got to do it. Yeah. Because now your buddy Carl's super into it. And then you'll can go off with Carl. Because Carl understands. You'll love Carl and you'll love your relationship with Carl because, unfortunately, your wife just wasn't cut the mustard. And Carl doesn't care about sticking things up your butt. No, he doesn't. That's a Thank God for Carl. That's my triple L. Triple L? Yeah, you could take it from here. We got a new coffee line coming up next week. That's right. We're going to show you all. We're going to show you everything that you've ever wanted to know about coffee. (laughs) (laughs) You're not going to fucking regret buying this coffee because it's going to remake the coffee world. It's literally brand new coffee. From the bottom up, this is coffee that is coffee that's not like the coffee that you have drank yesterday. Or tomorrow. This and is, no. This is coffee. I'm drinking Springle Jack right now. That's great. This Same is, it is Springle Jack. This is coffee that... Remaking the... It's coffee. You know how they say don't re, don't reinvent the wheel? We reinvented the coffee, coffee wheel. Yep. It's shit. <laughs> no, it'll be coffee. You're going to love it. It's going to be very... It's, gonna be, it's very tasty. It's going to be very good. And then get our new book, Operation Sunshine. It's out there. Available via Dark Horse... Uh, and get it at your local comic book store if you would. They're coming out monthly. Issue two is coming out very soon. I'm trying. Go check it out. So thank you, fuckers. Hail Sid. Hail Keen. Hail me. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Sofas, recliners, love seats, everything is better in leather. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley, where bold meets durable. And wait a minute, who's been finger painting on a couch again? That's okay, leather is easy to clean. The new leather collection at Ashley is built with the durability you need for the whole family. Yes, pets too. Luxury is meant to be livable. Shop chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home.